Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. And it's me, Ellie Gibson. And we are joined today. We are at Camp Festival. We're out fresco. Oh, yes. In a yurt. Nice. Uh, drinking beer out of a can with Suzanne Moore. Hooray! Hello! Off of the Guardian! Off the Guardian! Hello, Suzanne. Welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. I'm so excited to be drinking beer in a tent. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's living the life, isn't it? It this is. is. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> So we're going to have a feminism and teenager special uh, with our, one of our favourite writers in the entire whole world. That's a good start, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah always good to you. start massaging the ego. Yeah, <laughs> make make it weird we've, or make them feel uncomfortable. We've lured her with our free alcohol and now um, now we're going to compliment her. Now, Suzanne, she's a Guardian columnist, a journalist, a feminist, a mother and a lover of shoes. And she this is evident today because she has the grooviest sandals I've ever seen in my life. They're sort of oh, holographic, but, aren't they? You know what? Everyone goes on about my um, f*** me shoes. Oh, and, dear. Uh, Sorry. Because uh, <laughs> uh, Jermaine Greer had a go at me. I only just wear little heels now. You yeah, know, I'm, I'm, you know, but I do like a shoe. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. do like a shoe. Oh, I love I love a I love a patent red heel. Mm. That's my that's what I got married in. Nothing else, of yeah. course. Mm. Just just those. I tell you why because it doesn't matter how much weight you put on or how else you can always get nice shoes. Do you think? That's what that's what I always like. It you know in the waning of mm. post baby, yeah. I can still fit into the size seven shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so Suzanne, tell us about your family. Um, I've got three daughters, and I had them. It's not very sensible because I've got massive age gaps. So I've got a 30-year-old, a 24-year-old and a 14-year-old. And I can't possibly recommend doing it that way, except I love them all. And that, that is the way that I've done it. So, yeah. And they're all girls. And, um, you know... Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> why, would you why would you not recommend that? Um, well, I, would, I think if you have your children close together, you have a huge advantage in the sense that you can... You know, they all go through the childcare, uh, you know, when you have to get childcare and all that stuff together. The, the good thing about having these gaps is, you know, I kind of had a life in between and recovered. Um, forgot. Oh, <laughs> that, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm re- I really am against all these kind of formulas about how people should and shouldn't do things. And, you know, the stuff now that I keep reading about... If you're 35, you know, you've got to bang out a child because your fertility is going off the cliff. I think people... You know, I had my first child, I was 25, and my last child, and I was 42. Now, look, 
that's not good all right it's just what happens isn't mm, it and i yeah. you know um i'm 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 really i'm really glad i had them um sometimes i just think how long is it going to go on for though i do think <laughs> <laughs> Because you know, like a child, a decade or something. It's yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, that is. Yeah, I, I sometimes describe my life as a kind of so- sociological experiment because I had I had a child in my twenties, a child in my thirties, and a child in my forties. Like seven up, isn't it? Yeah, they're coming yes, back, and you're yes, just having yes. another baby. But, seven the, years the, later. but the proudest, the thing that I'm proudest of, really, out of everything in my entire life, I think, is that the fact that they like each other. And I, I know that sounds silly, but but if your children, I mean, because it's got kind of nothing to do with you, but mm. they 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 take care of each other, and that's that that's, must be very satisfying as a mother. That, that's yeah. I think the bit one of the biggest achievements of anything I've ever done. Yeah. Mm. But so you're a mother of a teenager. Now we mm. wanted to talk to you about this because um, in my one of my favourite articles you've ever written called "How to Be a Good Mother," you talk about this period as the seventh circle of hell. Mm. Mm. And I kind of want to ask you how you survived these years. You're a you're a teen specialist now. You're in your <laughs> yeah. in your third wave of adolescence. Because our kids are little, basically. Our kids are still babies, right. and just going to primary school. So help us, Suzanne. Help us to prepare for the dark <laughs> times. We need you. We're, we're, our Colons are que- <laughs> like clenched in preparation for teenagers. Well, I think the thing, ab- the thing about teenagers is, I mean, I think actually one of the reasons I quite like teenagers is because I don't think I really developed myself much past fourteen. And the thing about teenagers is they live in a kind of technicolor world, and everything else is black and white so like we are we live in a black and white world. Like, when you're a teenager nothing is just ever like slightly wrong or slightly okay yeah it's either the best thing that's ever happened or you know the end of the world and so when you're rowing with them i mean you can just say something like you know could you put that in the dishwasher stuff i don't know why you even had me you know <laughs> there's no there's nothing there's no gray bit there's nothing in between it's a sort of very sort of extreme bit mm. of your life um and Everybody goes through stuff with, especially. Te- I think like teenage girls are kind of endlessly, you know, um, fascinating as well. But of course, it's not easy. All I can say is there's this period. I think it probably everybody says, don't they? All all parents say, "Oh my God, the things that I thought that would happen when they were teenagers, like thirteen or fourteen, are happening at like nine or ten. You know, like they start to become sarcastic, they start to think you're a complete idiot. You know, all those things start quite early. Yeah." And all I can say is, you know, it goes on until about, what, what, 15, 16. But there is sort of... Something happens, and I don't know what it is. It's a bit like that Kevin and Perry thing. You you actually meet your child somewhere, maybe outside. I think perhaps if you, you know, you're not in the home. And you think, oh, my God, that's actually... She is quite a nice person. Mm. But you could have had five years where you just... You would not have seen her be a nice person. <laughs> yeah. And then... You know, with mine now, I mean, I have a, have a really typical row where I hear her talking on the phone. I just, oh yeah, bear, yeah, you're 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 my bear, yeah, see you later. Oh, well, well, well. yeah. You think you don't talk to your friends like this? You don't talk to anyone like this? Why do you talk to me like that? Yeah. And, uh, Helen talks to me like but, that. But, <laughs> but, I don't want to do a it, podcast today, Ellie. But it does. It does. It 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 does pass. And mm. I do. I do think. Oh, I get all. You know. Sort of political about it, but there are there is a huge amount of pressure on teenagers now, and I feel really sorry for them, especially at school, because 
they just they do one test they do one exam and two weeks later they're bloody revising for another one yeah. it is non-stop and uh, they don't always have an easy time you know like uh, we do you know we might spoil them but they are under quite a lot of pressure I yeah, think, I think, and they're so their lives have become so public yeah. as well. That's why I I'm a bit scared of because I was I was a massive dork and had very few friends, but I quite liked that. I played my cello and I wore my corduroy trousers and and didn't have too many friends in Australia and hid away from the sun. But I could still be private. Like there weren't no one took a photo of me playing a cello saying isn't she a dork and you know put it on Facebook or anything yeah and but now they've got that extra pressure of, there's a of yeah that. I mean I think social you live your life so publicly all social media is a kind of level of performity I mean one of the worst things I had with my middle daughter she went to um, Thailand uh, to work in an orphanage as part of a gap year thing you know, actually gap year is the biggest con going you basically pay someone to let your child do voluntary work I don't anyway I did it and um, all I ever saw was pictures of her having tattoos or being drunk on a beach for about six months on Facebook oh god God. I think they do they do they do come up and I can't help it I do I think it's actually quite a lot of writers kind of really do like that teenage there's something really dramatic about teenagers and there's something really intense and there's something that you I think we're a little bit jealous of them sometimes mm. you know sometimes and um but I do, yeah I mean this one my one my 14 year old now I mean she she she's her biggest stress like she sent me a, an email um yesterday saying I am so stressed out because uh, I've got seven more episodes of Buffy because she got into Buffy. Talk, <gasps> right? Good girl. But I haven't finished Orange Is the New Black. Mum, <laughs> it's like mum. Uh, hashtag. Like, this is the biggest stress in her life. You oh, know, love. it's like oh my god. There's something I mean, quite endearing about yeah, that though. Yeah. That, yeah. The bubble, the bubble of teenager Buffy yeah. or Orange Is the New Black. Oh, and if I don't go to Nando's soon, I'm gonna die. You know, everything is <laughs> well. We've all said that. <laughs> Some of us in the last 24 hours at this very festival. <laughs> but it, but it, but it's but it's the intensity of emotion and they do carry on like this mm. don't they and it's, it's, yeah, as I say I think the only thing I can say is that there is light at the end of the tunnel the good things about them is I've always tra- taken them everywhere I've travelled I've always tried to make them mm. Well, I think one of the things I liked in the How to Be a Good Mother article is you said make your child portable, teach yeah. them to sleep in their buggy, to yeah. sleep in airports, to like, you know, don't... Do you actually believe that thing that if you're happy, you know, um, that they'll be happy? And you know those people who say, well, we can't go for a meal because he can't sit at a table or we can't go to a restaurant because, you know, I think you're making your life really, really difficult. I've always, I've always taken... They've not always behaved perfectly or anything like that, but... Yeah, I think make your make your children. Yeah, yeah. and that's I'm part of teaching them to yeah. be an adult and to teach that this is what we do. We go to a restaurant, we sit down, we have a lovely meal, we behave politely, and then if we play up, we get an iPad to look at. That's part <laughs> of growing up. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Your article that you wrote two years ago, I saw shared all around the world because I saw friends in America and Australia read this and go, "Oh my God, this is this is the best." Mm, article really about article about motherhood and it was like dear friends I was like oh this is and it, and it's and it's one of those things when Mother's Day comes up it gets shared again and it's really yes, it's, it's so nice to see it coming I think, around do you know what I think it's because sometimes I write things and I do loads of research that's kind of like hard won that advice yeah, you know? yeah. it's like the whole thing about Matt you know I certainly see it with my younger friends and you know, who have kids and spend their whole time 
pureeing vegetables and you think oh just give them a packet of munch, monster munch you know they're not going to die and but that people feel very very pressurized about doing everything right and you just think you know kids obviously i'm not trying to say you should abuse your children but you yeah. know kids survive well my mum was brilliant because when i had um my first one hadn't got hadn't a clue none not a clue at all and i took her home and i didn't know what to do and my mum you know was sort of old-fashioned and she just said well no child ever died of crying did it and it was oh my god that's so refreshing because everyone else was saying oh my god they're just crying and it's like gonna you know your, your continual panic that the child is going to be unhappy and she she also did that weird thing where you had to put them outside every day do you remember that yeah did yeah, you ever have that yeah my my mum was at oh, um, like in the snow yeah 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 <laughs> I remember I, I had my first child in Cambridge and it was freezing and there was this Danish woman next to me and said no this is good the child needs to be out in the cold what is that? I won't do my Danish accent thank you but uh, what is that and she said no no that's what we do and she said you know when in Scandinavia when they go into the shops they just leave the kids outside mm. and you know do your shopping and you come back and she said oh no they sleep better and so Will and I took the advice of this old Danish woman and would wrap Matilda up and stick her outside to sleep and we're like I don't know if this is right but the old Danish lady said this is right <laughs> <laughs> real was she a dream we had <laughs> I don't know an old Danish <laughs> woman came to me and said you must leave your child outside I nearly did the accent yeah I, I know I know steady on steady on I know. Um, <laughs> so do you think because nowadays there's so much sort of talk about parenting there's websites and blogs and forums mm. and podcasts let's let's be frank we're, we're flogging that horse yes yes <laughs> do you think we're too obsessed with parenting and getting it sort of dead on getting it right yeah I do actually I mean if you talk to most primary school teachers they say you know by the time that most children arrive at school at five you know they should be able to use a knife and fork tie their shoelaces whatever the basic things are yeah pull their most, pants most, up. most kids can do that there are a few kids who can't do that who have been you know have, have terrible shitty deprived backgrounds on the whole people who, who you know it doesn't really matter if your child can walk at 10 months or 13 months or all these things by the time they're five they're kind of pretty much have caught up and the food thing I mean I find the food thing yeah, of course we should all probably, you know, not bottle feed them Ribena and stuff. But people are obsessed about what um, mm. what children eat to to a ridiculous degree. Oh no, I know. And there's lots of websites sharing. It's like, but, well, but here's but my I, lovely quinoa. But I no think, chocolate chocolates. You know, I think <laughs> it all just adds up to pressure on on women who already feel oh, I'm not quite sure what I'm doing and I'm not quite sure if everything's right. To, to like the, there's a sort of magic formula that they're just not ever going to get right and they feel permanently sort of wrong I, I do think some of the blogs where people do admit all their problems aren't, are quite good for them they weren't they didn't exist when I had my first child and what but what I found hard I don't know if I can say this but the idea that you would suddenly be friends with someone because they had a baby when you had nothing else in common and I would go to these mother and baby groups where people just did talk for two hours about baby clothes yeah, yeah. I wasn't the least interested what do you mean don't you want to know the difference between the no. John Lewis muslin and the mother no, I did but that one's softer but this one's no, it comes in pink Suzanne I once had a 10 minute conversation about nappy bags about whether it was worth buying the value ones or spending and I, mean, I was just like what and I was I'm, I'm not blaming the other person I was participating in that conversation but I was like what's wrong with me what am I doing <laughs> but aren't you just friends with people you're just friends with and yeah. if, if they have children I mean, one of my best friends now I mean it's 
great because her daughter is the same age as my youngest and I, you know it's nice to have that of course mm. of course but we have a lot more in common than having a child and I think the idea that women can only bond because of the of, of, of the their vagina expel the baby at the same time <laughs> yeah, and also because I, you, know, I live, you know I live in State Newton so these are the first people in the world to have ever reproduced I understand mm, that they really yeah, no, are I, I heard that they, um, on they, wiki and they can't just go in buggies they have to sort of go in things that take up the whole oh, page little Merlin and, and have Cassius a, have, have a <laughs> moon cup yeah. and they have to have you know baby drumming with it and their cappuccino and all no not, not baby chino oh don't mm. get me started on baby <laughs> chinos that makes Ooh. me very unwell <laughs> When I see that stuff, I just that slightly drives me mad because, because actually because I suppose it's the opposite philosophy of, of of how I did it was or we not just me but like you get the smallest buggy possible so you can fold it up so you can get on the bus so you can get on a plane so you can get wherever whatever it is that you're doing and um, sort of try to kind of minimise the fact you've got a baby <laughs> I don't know not minimise it but you know have less stuff well you don't want the Kate Middleton antique uh, no or Silver Cross to take up the I most space no, you know say that, that you know the, the biggest buggy it's like, it's like the four wheel drives yeah you well. saw that now you were looking at that picture of that Liberty Mamas and Papas <laughs> buggy the other day you were all over the shop mate I like a nice print I'm not, I'm not. I'm not ashamed of that, Ellie. I'm not Nor ashamed. should you be. You're a feminist. You're allowed to like Liberty Prince. But um, what I find really funny is that Ellie and I became friends because we were both doing stand up. We both liked beer and we both laughed at each other's vagina jokes. But when we went backstage and was sculling some beer, we worked out that we'd had baby boys eleven days apart by the same midwife and we lived down the road from each other oh, but, we, nice but we hadn't ever met each other yeah. and it was when the boys were 18 months old and it was because because we laughed at each other's filthy jokes that we became friends but the fact that we could rehearse while the boys you know bash each other yes, <laughs> while watching the t- oh yeah. god yeah. Oh, no I'm not knocking in on that no no no, 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 best friendship. no 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 but this is but I think but you have to have something else in common beside yeah, the baby yeah exactly exactly and I think that's what was that was really nice is that I've met sort of my best friend and comedy partner because we were at the pub and we, we were mm, there mm, despite our children mm. but it, having kids at the same age has been a nice bonus but you know yeah. I mean I'll, I'll probably have my she's too old and I haven't taken into as social services but when I had Scarlett I mean who's now 30 I, I went out every night to gigs I drank exactly as much as I'd always drunk um, and my mum used to say smoke it down because the idea <laughs> I want to hang out with your mum because no because you smoke when you're pregnant because like you don't want a big break because obviously you know uh, it's harder to get them out so she'd say how big is it when I was about she said smoke it down a bit that's what they used to say. Oh, I've heard that before. Day. I know. And and about put a little bit of whiskey on the dummy. Oh. All that sort of thing. Oh, that's God. just for you. Yeah, um. no, that was that was an Australian thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is amazing that we all sort of we you know that people did all sort of survive it and everything. Mm. Yeah. But I but I do like when I had Scarlet, um, you know, for some reason, God only knows why, I had a natural childbirth. Seeing as I spent my entire life up to them getting drunk and taking drugs I don't know but anyway I had had an actual childbirth and it was all fine and then the second one I had a lovely midwife who I knew and she was there and everything by the time I had my third one maternity care was in such a poor way she was breached and I'd have a, a 
session with the midwife and she'd say, oh God, it's, I can't really tell you, I've only got six minutes. I mean, maternity care has just declined and declined. And I ended up with a caesarean because they didn't have an anaesthetist on. And I can't believe that's got worse. And yeah. it really has. The, fir- the, the Between having my first and second and third child, because of all this time response, I had less and less care. And I do, I know it's a cliche, but if men had babies, we would not have... Oh, Run down maternity care. In the Absolutely, way there would be palaces where these men I mean, would go really, to have these babies. I know. Be so I would like that for a cold in my house. house. Yeah. So many people end up. I mean, the, the worst situation is surely to go is labour then an emergency cesarean. Yeah, it ends up all the time like that now because no one, there is no team, there is no coordination. Women don't know what's going on. They're frightened, and they're frightened, yeah. and, and then and doctors panic. I knew exactly what was going on with the first two, and I did not with the third, even though I was much older, much more able to argue for myself. Mm. Um, and the care just wasn't there. They didn't have the staff on. No. And I- you should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's not the, the mothers who are suffering, the midwives are suffering because they're under pressure. And they're. And, and, and midwives. No, and they want to leave. They don't want to. Yeah. So, you know. Wake up, Britain! Yeah, get on with it. Really. Well, while we're while we're having some serious serious chats, should we have some feminist chats? Yes, I'm feeling you know Go. very 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 excited. Add <laughs> um, half a can of cider. Yes, um, good. Yeah, because your talk at Camp Festival, kind of why you're here, Suzanne, is called "How to Be a Feminist." Suzanne, mm. how do you be a feminist? <laughs> <laughs> Teach us your ways, Yoda. <laughs> I feel like we're in Yoda's oh, tent. Yes. We're in Yoda's tent. Drinking cheap lager. Yes. <laughs> this is it's how it's meant to happen. Yeah. Well, make up your mate. <laughs> I've got a friend who always says, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a feminist, not the fun kind. Of <laughs> which always makes me laugh because she's, oh. you know, she's... But, um, well, I, I think there's loads of different ways to be a feminist. But, I mean, surely the main thing is simply... Uh, trying to improve the lives of women that you know around you both personally and in a larger way politically I don't I I mean there isn't one way to do it is there but I think 
you know, it's got a really bad name feminism, hasn't it? It's sort of you mean strident, being man-hating, and all these things. In fact, a lot of a lot of feminism is just about basic fairness and a basic, you know, basic equality and base, basic sort of understanding that women's lives, you know, suffer because they don't have the same rights as men. And in fact, I think men's lives would be a lot better if we weren't all so constrained by our idea of gender. You know, men have to do certain things, they have to be a certain mm. way because women have to be a certain way and stuff. I mean, there are shocking things the whole time, aren't there, that, where you just think, you know, I don't want to bore you with statistics, but, you know, women get paid 77p for every pound a man gets paid, two women a week in Britain get killed by by the boyfriend upon these things that we just live with in the backdrop I think we just have to keep on and on and go on about them and say because there has been some idea especially in the media that sort of feminism has happened mm. and and everything's all right and uh, people who go on are sort of that sort of just whinging on mm. actually feminism hasn't happened it hasn't no. even started to happen um, and so we do have to uh, yeah I, I think we just keep insisting that mm. women's lives are very very constrained by certain things and children even the, uh, the basic idea of equal parenting and childcare and maternity leave mm. and paternity leave you know we're, we're nowhere near achieving anything like never mind the utopia but never mind you know somewhere like Sweden yeah, I mean, mm. paternity leave is still really controversial. Everything's better in Sweden, though, isn't it, Suzanne? It's like a, it's like a country of centre yeah. parks. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently, <laughs> but you know, mater- but even maternity leave now is yeah. under quite a lot of threat. You yeah. mentioned today in your in your talk that um, if one of UKIP's policies, if God forbid, UKIP had uh, been elected in the last election, one of their policies was to scrap maternity yeah. leave. I didn't even know that. Yeah, no, that's what? astonishing. Yeah. Like, mm. yeah, I was I was saying that just because I was trying to point out how how if you don't keep pushing, how to be a feminist, I guess, is just sort of keep fighting and pushing because if you don't, mm. things that you take for granted can be taken away. Whether mm. it's a right to an abortion, whether it's a right to have a a childbirth plan the way you all these sort of really basic things if we don't keep on about them mm. they can get taken away yeah Farage's policy on, on maternity leave was to scrap it in because they they, they believe that it hampers small businesses mm. oh I see so they're the ones suffering yeah of course you know in, in the big Silicon Valley companies which make a fortune they are realising now that they can't afford to lose their really brilliant women and they're actually putting in really good maternity yeah. packages and it is, it's interesting because I went to CERN the place where they have you know the, the Hadron Collider and all the physicists and do all that science stuff and again with their female engineers and physicists and these are super duper like brains but they put in fantastic packages mm. because they need to keep those people yeah exactly and so you know if you've, if you've got these if you've got good people you need to keep them they're women yeah you need to put that stuff into the workplace I know. and we could do it well that's that thing yeah. isn't it people always used to talk about in the house of commons there used to be a shooting range but no crash yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andy, yeah, that's, that's good for that. That's it. Yeah, and I think, and when, again, one thing that came up in the talk was like, when when do we become feminists, or when when do people? And I've I've seen this a lot with um, younger women I've talked to. Have often gone, well, I, yeah, obviously I believe in equal rights, but I just I've never had any problems, and I just don't know why you you want to put a label on it. And I yeah. do a bit of a, I'm only thirty seven, but I do a bit of an old lady. Oh, young sister lady, she'll learn, she'll learn. <laughs> but things don't change because. My 14-year-old, she goes to something at school called Feminist Club, like after Fight Club, 
Right. <laughs> feminist club. Suzanne, you can't mention it. The first rule of feminist club is. <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. Oh, right. Oh, oh sh- she'll be really cross. F club. We call it F club. But the main. But the main. F club seven. The main issue of feminist club is that they, as as the main issue of all teenage girls everywhere is, is that they shouldn't have to have their skirts long. They should be able to roll them up. That is the main issue. Well, I mean, <laughs> things, some things they're making a start. Some, yeah. things, some things don't change. I yeah. think I remember being called a feminist at school because I didn't shave my legs. Oh. And and they're like, are you trying to make a feminist statement? I was like, is the guy standing next to me making a statement because he hasn't shaved his legs? Yeah. You can see why I didn't have any friends in rural <laughs> Australia. And, and, and talking about wanting the same things, I was the only woman footballer in my town and and I remember being I, I had a photo on the front cover of the paper going Helen is just like the boys I'm like I'm not like the boys I am I'm a woman still and I got mm. very angry as a 12 angry 12 year old and um, not shaving my legs and wanting to do yeah. whatever I wanted and I got I got really cross about it yeah I, I see it in my own six year old now that she came home crying the other day because the boy said you can't play football because this is yeah, a boy sport yeah. and all of a sudden something happened in year one that wasn't in reception that the boys that were her friends in reception have now clocked gender and they said well the girls sit over there and they giggle and they sit down and the boys play football and I'm like what is going on and they're enacting this sort of yeah. But that, that, that's also one of the things I think I've I try to say. Well, I don't know if I have said it to my kids or to to, to younger women. You know, you said your daughter was angry or you were oh. angry. When, that actually, it's okay to be angry because I think that so many women. I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mean go around being a really horrible yeah. to people. Yeah. But it's sort of okay to be angry, and I think that's quite hard for lots of women. Yeah. We're told the whole time that really unattractive it's really horrible (laughs) like if something is really unfair I think it's okay to be kind of angry about it and try it because that then makes you want to do something about it but I think lots of girls are really scared of their own kind of feelings about anger and just Mm. push it push it down and uh, yeah I, I would yeah, get more angry. <laughs> yeah. uh, can I can I talk about your article, which one of the loveliest headings I've ever seen? If your idea of hell is sitting <laughs> next to Kate Moss on an EasyJet flight, you must be dead inside. And and I think I think the balls of the article was that you know why why are women so demonised? Yeah, when they're having a good time, or if they're a bit shouty, or or just. Having a fun time. Well, just like Kate Moss, not shouty, but just a bit moody. What? Let, let her be moody. She wanted some vodka, but she had in her hand luggage. Oh. And um, that was... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a typical kind of Daily Mail thing, isn't it? That any woman who... Any appetite in any woman, whether it's for food, for sex, for drink, is somehow... You know, I mean, the only person who seems to to not to epitomise that not having appetite is someone like Kate Middleton, as far as and Sam Cameron. Yeah, they're the perfect. They're perfect, right? Because they they're thin. They don't do anything wrong. They don't threaten anyone. They don't speak. No, no. They and certainly don't fart. No, I was no, going to say they don't meet do my criteria for friendship, they? do they, Ellie? No, they don't and like a fight. A fight in a park. Well, <laughs> one of the things people like about Kate Moss is that she just likes to enjoy herself, and that yeah. seems that that seemed to be the 
Yeah. She, had, she hadn't done anything illegal. They no. didn't arrest her. Nothing no. happened after that. You know, feminism is good. I think we've established that. Yeah. How do you uh, teach your children, boys or girls, to be, you know, because I want Charlie to be a feminist. I want him to respect women. And, you know, and it's already started when he was two. I remember taking him to like a pound shop and letting him choose a bucket. And I'd been very careful to dress him sometimes in pink clothes and not make a pink yeah. suit. And he looked at these buckets and I picked up the pink one and I said, what about this one? He said, no, that's a girl's bucket. And he said, I want the blue one because that's blue is the boy's colour. And I just thought, oh, well, like, how do I, how do I nip this in the bud? Suzanne, help us! <laughs> no, I mean, that, it's like they get it by osmosis. It doesn't matter what you do. I mean, it's in the culture, isn't it? The pink blue thing, the princess thing. I remember when one of my kids was little and she put on, um, someone came around to see me on a motorbike and the crash helmet was in the hall and she put it on and she kept walking around the house going, I want to be dried. I want to be dried. I didn't know what she meant. She meant bride. (laughs) (laughs) And so she put this head thing on and I thought she was tiny and I remember thinking, how does she even know about brides? She's never been to a wedding. Like, what? How can they even know this stuff? It's just there in the culture, no matter what you do. I think actually, just you know, let let. I I I'm, I don't sort of um. I believe that if you know if you ban them having stuff, that they necessarily that necessarily works. I think they learn a lot from watching what what you do and how how you are. Uh, yeah, I did. I had painted every room in my house pink just that week. <laughs> actually, yeah. <that's laughs> and they're friends, you know. When they, when when they get to school and stuff. Um, I'm, but I am, you know, I am actually quite hopeful because when I see my older girls, one of the things that they have that I don't think I had so much is that they have always had ever since they were sort of about 10, 11 boys who are their mates and they hang out in gangs and of course there's girlfriends and boyfriends but I have actually met some like lots of really nice young boys you know completely accept that girls are their friends and I think that that bit has changed a bit for yeah. them I don't, so I don't you know I don't think everything is sort of doom and gloom I think it's mm. hard but I think I think it's quite good for girls to see their mums working and doing stuff. I, you know that, you know the whole stupid argument about working mums. Mm. Surely it's it's good for them to see. I can't imagine. Actually, the most screwed up people I've ever met in my life have had those sort of mothers who sacrificed everything for mm. them. Yeah. So there's nothing really worse. Is it? So that's one thing. But what about dealing with people who are already indoctrinated? Mm. Um, like, is it your father-in-law? Yeah, my father-in-law uses the delightful term feminazi. Oh, which yeah. I go, oh, well, just oh, to talk oh. to you, more than feminazi. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Jeff. Yeah, yeah. And he always says, oh, you know, if if a woman is perceived to have failed in the media, he's like, oh, well, you know, she's let the whole side down. Oh, and I and I go, has she? Has she, has she or you know like if a female politician has done something wrong or whatever it's like well that's obviously that's the end of all female politicians and it riles me up but I sometimes I don't know whether it's worth it trying to mm. explain or or just walk out of the room and have a gin and tonic yeah, but what do you do? do you do you fight that or do you just ignore that and say look this person is never going to change their ways I'm going to put my energy into a bit you know, I, yeah, mm. I think a bit I think there I think there are lost calls. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, or but you know, my fourteen-year-old will call me a feminazi. Mm. I mean, she knows how to push my buttons. Yeah, she's fourteen though. She probably calls you some other things. Yeah, <laughs> she does. <laughs> but, um, and the boys in her school, you know, um, they will all they will all say this to the girls if the girls complain about them. Yeah, I oh God, I mean, some sometimes that 
I think there are, you know, there are bits where you can sort of get through with, with certain things and other times where you just sort of walk away, actually, yeah. Mm. I mean, you can't... Can you be on feminist duty 24-7? <laughs> no, sometimes you're a bit tired <laughs> from all sorts of things. Working, mothering, drinking. Yeah, yeah. All those things make you a bit tired. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I always try and reflect it back to him, saying, oh... You yeah, know, that's, just, a, good, just, that's just, a good tactic. And, and try to be as sarcastic as possible mm. because otherwise I'll get too angry and stabby. Better a family Nazi <laughs> than an actual Nazi. <laughs> or an old <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh dear. Thank well, there you. we are. Feminism. Yeah. Have we cracked that nut? We've cracked that nut. Of we've, we have. we've solved it in a yurt. Yes. <laughs> with some with some cheap booze. So Suzanne Yoda Moore, thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> now we just got time for our scummy mummy confessions, and this is where we share a story of scummy parenting failure. So oh, uh, this is going to be almost impossible for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Helen, would you like to kick us off? Oh, oh yes. Well, mine, mine is a, a recent, a recent one, uh, and that Ellie's, <laughs> Ellie's son and my son this morning. I was trying to look after four children when everyone's building a tent, and um, <laughs> Ellie's son and my son decided that it'd be a really good idea to stand on the edge of the tent and we mm. outside, just just in the sort of foot area of our fresco, our fresco weeing, and they just thought it was hilarious that let's wee together, let's wee together, and they just yeah everywhere and they thought that was funny and then Ellie, <laughs> Ellie's um, son and my son pretended to drink out of a beer can and um, oh lovely yeah and then threw the beer can into the next person's tent this is the first I'm hearing of all this <laughs> surprise so, so proud so that's uh, scummy mummy camping lovely well I've got I've also got a camp festival themed confession um, which is a sort of mutual one which is that yesterday Helen and I drove to camp festival in separate cars uh, well we weren't driving we were driven that's make that clear from the outset um, and so we were sort of passing each other on the motorway and as my car drove past Helen's car she was waving her service station McDonald's out of the window going because ah! she knows how much I love McDonald's so what I did was as my car then uh, caught up and overtook hers I got the bottle of wine I was drinking out of the bottle and just went ah! <laughs> so we were just waving her each other on the trying to <laughs> outgross each other oh my god a speed camera <laughs> She'd be in the car, and because I was listening to the chain by Fleetwood Mac, which I cannot describe, but was the perfect soundtrack for that moment. And yeah, and our, husbands, our husbands rolling each other's eyes, going, "You're right, next one, next one." Yeah, yeah. and our children, you know, going, "Yes, let's model that behaviour." That's yeah. very mature. Um, yeah. yeah. So, Suzanne, do you have a scummy mummy confession, camp festival themed or otherwise? God, I've got so many. I think one of the worst ones, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not actually going to take responsibility for this. I think it was so dad, but. Um, one of my daughters said to have a packed lunch and um, I think I was a bit hungover uh, when I was making it. Anyway, she came home to school and said, Mum, that was the most terrible packed lunch ever. Do you know <laughs> what happened? Because I, th- I remember thinking, oh, yeah, I've got it all together here. She thought the sandwich tasted weird and she opened <laughs> She um, lifted up one slice of bread and there was a nicotine patch and stuff. <laughs> That's not me. That was it. That, that ham's gone a bit off. <laughs> it dropped Ooh, off. Jimmy. But I'd really like a Marlboro Light right now. <laughs> it dropped off into the sandwich. <laughs> That's oh the my gosh! Oh. That wasn't me. I think that was my dad. Can yeah. I just try yeah, to say no, that? To yeah, yeah. Say that. Yeah, say it to dad. Yeah, I've used that four times today. <laughs> um, 
Oh, well, that's it. Oh, we've come to the end of the podcast. Oh, my God. Yes. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. What a lovely day. If you have enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends. Uh, you know, please like us on the Facebook or on Twitter at Scummy Mummies. We're on Instagram and everything else. Yes. Social media-wise, aren't we? I expect so. Somehow. Except Pinterest. We must sort that out. Now, um, <laughs> and we do have an exciting announcement, don't we, Helen? We do. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back in the saddle of comedy. We'll be performing <laughs> at the Amersham Arms on the 19th of September. Yeah, we're going to do like a greatest hit show. So if you missed our sellout London run last year, or even if you only came to one of the shows, we're going to take the best bits, by which we mean the bits people laughed at, and we're going to put them all together in one amazing sort of epic... And it'll be an explosion of comedy sketches songs mainly vagina jokes but yes. also some filth very high quality filth <laughs> yeah though, I think we can there agree there will be cat suits so that's at the Amersham Arms keep your eye on scummymummies.com hooray so I think that's about it thank you so much Suzanne oh, thank you it's been, been lovely thank oh you. you've been a fantastic guest thank Great. you so much that's until next time bye 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 Does Jermaine Greer not like shoes then? Is that. Um, well, she doesn't, just doesn't like sexy <laughs> shoes. Let's not reopen let's that not. feud. Let's not. I, I'm one of the nice Australians. Let's just put it that way, Ellie. Oh, Helen Thorne. Now we'll never get Jermaine Greer on the podcast. <laughs> Jermaine is a force of nature. Yeah. That's a nice way to put it. So. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.